city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The seventh reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 16. The shepherds go to the manger. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Every year um, on this Christmas Eve day, all over the world, thousands of preachers wonder, how can I tell the age-old nativity story afresh? What new spin can I put on it this year? Well, I consider myself fortunate because I've never given a Christmas message before, or if I did, I totally forgot it. So this is all fresh to me. Let me share with you what God has put on my heart this Christmas tide. The story of the birth of Jesus Christ is first and foremost a story of utmost love. This is the candle that we lit today. The Father love of God who gave up his Son for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, John 3.16. In keeping with the Advent candles that we have lit up in the last few weeks, it is also a story of hope, joy, and peace. Because through Christ's sacrifice, we will not die in our sins. As Romans 5.2 tells us, since we have made, been made right with God by our faith, we have peace with God. Yet, that stri what strikes me is that this love story is not just a free gift from God for me and for us and our family, our church. It is a story of universal love, one that reaches out much, much wider than the confines of our community, country, or denomination. It is a story of acceptance and inclusion for those who are disenfranchised, a story of uncommon diversity in the face of racial, tribal, and clan purity, and a story of equity restored to those suffering from injustice. Yes, friends, 
2,000 years before the principles of equity, diversity, and inclusion, or EDI, became foundational in our current society, the birth of Jesus Christ was the gospel writer's opportunity to bring us a story as modern as Black Lives Matter or as the pleas of the refugees crossing the Mediterranean Sea, often to their death. Let me explain this assertion a bit more through a few familiar scenes. The first scene is exactly uh, the one just painted for us from the second chapter of Luke, the ubiquitous manger scene. A young woman, very young, as a matter of fact, in a remote backwoods town of Judea, itself a remote backwoods territory of the great Roman Empire, lodged temporarily on a mud floor with some domestic animals. She must be quite poor. Based on the later temple offering of two doves and two pigeons, Joseph and Mary would have been labeled in our society as lower middle class, except that there was no middle class of any sort in their time, only rich and poor people. And the couple was definitely poor. In this humble scene, the birth of, Je of Christ Jesus, of the Christ child, suddenly restores equity and justice. In the strong patriarchal society of their time, and unfortunately even of ours, God places Mary, a poor young Middle Eastern woman, at the center and honors her above all. In her own words in Luke 1, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful for the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Now that's gender equity. We might also consider some unexpected income equalization when this poor couple receives a gift of pure gold, as well as some other gifts of less obvious usefulness. I never quite got the point of the myrrh and the aromatherapy um, gifts. Which actually brings us to the second scene, the arrival of the Magi. Picture this, again, remote, tiny Judean village. Everybody knows each other. Everyone is, duh, a Jew. Now plop in the middle of the scene a bunch of very odd and exotic characters, the Magi. Something between astrologers, magicians, and priests, but pagan priests of that. One of them, traditionally named Caspar, is depicted as black, and a whole lot of them, anywhere between three and 12, is coming from the east, likely the Parthian, Parthian Empire, which at the time stretched from Syria across Persia and all the way to the fringes of India. Now that's diversity in the little hamlet of Bethlehem. Again, all brought by Christ's entrance into our world. And finally, scene three, the shepherds tending their flock at night, to whom an angel of the Lord appears, followed by a full angelic these nameless shepherds get to be the very first one to visit the Holy Family, pay homage to Jesus, and spread the truly good news. If Joseph and Mary would have been lower middle class today, the shepherds, who the scriptures tell us that they literally lived outdoors in the fields, would have been our contemporary migrant crop workers or even the homeless. Poor 
and living at the fringes of society. And it's these people who get included. No, more than included, privileged by the advent, advent of Jesus' birth. Now that's inclusion. You can put the first slide. A week ago, I returned from a week up north during which I saw patients and did some minor procedures in Kujuak and Kanjigswalojak, two Nunavik villages on the icy shores of Ungava Bay, almost 2,000 kilometers north of Montreal. I saw Inuit families crowded in tiny houses because of an acute housing shortage, trying to make a living with odd jobs in the freezing outdoors, battling mental health problems and addiction, all the while reeling from the massive generational trauma of a century of oppression and cultural genocide for the purpose of integration and so-called civilization. I also treated lots of kids who had fallen between the cracks of our broken healthcare system, lost in the great north, yet unbelievably grateful for those few who cared to care for them. Next slide. It's here that I met this mom and her baby who reminded me of baby Jesus, a reminder of how universal and inclusive God's gift of his son is, whether in the Judean desert or the Nunavik icy plains. Because you see, it wasn't only pain and suffering that I encountered up north. I also saw faith, lots of faith and hope. Next slide. It came in the front in the form of colored light crosses instead of Santa Clauses in the windows of the Christmas decorated trailer style homes. In the ubiquitous God bless you for which I was thanked by the, the mother or grandmother after seeing each child. And I saw it, next slide, in some thriving churches, including this large Anglican church in the center of Kujuak. And I heard it in the precious hymns and carols sung in Inuktitut by local believers. And all this, this, this made so much sense, right? Despite being completely ignored, excluded by the Canadian government and by society for centuries, instead actually intentionally oppressed for decades, Jesus Christ, who had once entered the world in not a very similar setting, was born for them too. And praise God, many of them had gladly accepted his gift and found peace. So I would like to finish this short message with a reminder to us all that the love, hope, joy, and peace of the birth of Jesus Christ are his precious gifts to each one of us, but not just to us. It is a universal message, and it includes all those who are oppressed, excluded, and unjustly treated. Because in the simple yet powerful words of Galatians 3.28, in Christ, we are all one. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus.
The eighth reading is from the second chapter of Matthew. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chiefs, priests, and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise man secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
This ninth reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. And in it, St. John unfolds the great mystery of the Incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I noticed that two of these candles have gone out. Who knows, maybe two people here will replace them in their lives. Maybe something special is gonna to happen today. All of us are gonna be celebrating something special tomorrow. We're all gonna be celebrating something special tomorrow the advent of Jesus Christ. And we're gonna take the life that we have in Jesus Christ out into the world with us, with us so that all peoples might see the light of Christ. So I'm gonna start and uh, I think I'm gonna to go to a very fine young man first. And from that fine young man, we're gonna light a great light
Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. Has come to his people and Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the coming of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Hold your light high. Have a very Merry Christmas. God bless you all.